podcast where we cast the light of God into a dark world. My name is Amy Myers and I'm here to share insights and discoveries that God chose to me as a way to bring a little bit of God's light into your day and hopefully push back some of the darkness you may be experiencing. So today I'm excited to do this because I feel like it's a a topic that we can help push back darkness in a real practical way but it really is from a spiritual perspective and I want to address the temptations that Satan put upon Jesus uh, when he was walking the earth. And I know a lot of people have talked about these, but there was something interesting that God showed me. And I wanted to just share that with you. And it's just really a taking a look at all of the tricks and lies that Satan uses that he's been using since the beginning of man in the garden, but also he still uses today. So when we're aware of these things, it can give us a little uh, more power against the enemy when we don't always see it. So if we look at some of the things that he does, then we can get an idea of how we can combat that. But even more than that, God showed me something even more interesting today that I'm going to go a little bit deeper. So first, I wanted to describe a little bit um, about the passage that God took me to. And it's found in Luke chapter 4, but also it's found in Matthew chapter 4. These I've mentioned before are called the Gospels. And this is just simply biographies of Jesus. It's the first four books of the New Testament. There's the Old Testament of the history of God, and then the New Testament talks about how the world was changed after Jesus came and walked on this earth. So the first four books of that New Testament are the Gospels. So for those of you who have um, followed Jesus for a long time, and you know that, but for those of you who may be new, I just want to help you understand where to find these things, because so much of our journey, sometimes we're way far in our journey, but sometimes we're just beginning, and all of us Um, need to have a place where we can discover things about God because God loves each and every one of you and I hope that we have these opportunities to just step closer to God and see how relevant and real he is because he's powerful and beautiful and amazing. So today I just wanted to, like I said, take a look at um, what was going on when Satan challenged Jesus to try to trick him into um, giving his power over to Satan and This is in chapter four again of Luke and Matthew. So this is just right after Jesus is coming on the scene in his ministry and he has just been baptized. God the Father has spoken from heaven and the Holy Spirit came down upon Jesus in a visible form like a dove and he was filled with the Holy Spirit. So this was this big powerful moment on earth and Jesus is probably around 30 years old. So he didn't, um, we don't see much more of his life except when he comes on the scene in this powerful way. So the Holy Spirit has come upon him. God has opened up the heavens and spoken down upon him. So now he's going into the desert for 40 days without food, the desert or the wilderness, um, different translations describe it differently. Either way, he's gone 40 days without food. So he's hungry. He's tired, he's weary, and even though he is God, he's also in human form. So he has to walk in this humanity that we all do. So when you don't eat, you get hungry. But there was a reason for doing all of this. And so near the end of that, the devil comes to him and tempts him in three specific ways. And it's interesting because sometimes we get in these places the exact same ways that Satan is trying to tempt Jesus. And the first one as I emphasized before, he's gone. Jesus has gone 40 days without food. So the first thing that the devil does is he challenges him at his place of hunger. And the devil says, if you are the son of God, 
to Jesus, command this stone to become bread. So he's, Jesus is hungry and Satan is coming at this first tactic. He's got no food, he hasn't had any food, so he's appealing to his human need for food. This is a basic human need. And Jesus just says, no, man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So this is interesting because it's your hunger, but Jesus is saying, no, that's not how it works. First, I look to God and God will give me the food I need. So that when he's saying, I don't live on bread alone, he's saying that I am going to challenge you because the source of bread is not me commanding and proving my power to you, but I look to God in heaven and God is the one who gives me the bread. So that's a little insight on how we can address some of these tactics of the devil. When he tries to come at us in our vulnerable places where we're tired, we're hungry, all these human needs that we have for sleep or food or any of that, we can say, wait a minute, I'm not going to press into that. I'm going to look to God in heaven and say, God, I need food. Can you provide it? God, I need rest. Can you provide it? Instead of lashing out and saying, I need food. I demand it from someone else. So this was an interesting part that God showed me, um, that we can turn to God first, because Jesus was saying that every word from the mouth of God, so it's the mouth of God that produces the food and the things that we need. So the first temptation is we're weary and vulnerable and that's the first place that Satan goes. The next one is that he takes Jesus to a physical position that's higher. He takes him to the top of the temple. So it's higher than being on ground, but he's higher and he takes him to the holy temple in Jerusalem. And he then demands again that Jesus prove himself. And this is the second trick. Like, Satan tries to cause us to prove ourselves, to prove that, uh, that we are who we say we are, that we are this position of God. So not only when we're hungry and we're weary and we're vulnerable, he challenges God and our ability to just be part of who God is and turning to the earthly world to, do, to get our things answered. The second place is he's in this high position. The devil says, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down because God will command his angels concerning you and he'll rescue you. So we're in this high position, but prove yourself by throwing yourself down. And Jesus says, do not put the Lord your God to the test. So you've probably heard this before. And people, I believe erroneously use this word, like don't put God to the test. And in this situation, it's different. You're not he's not asking God to clarify or to bring greater understanding. No, he's saying, God, prove yourself, which is very different. So if somebody says, don't test the Lord, we can ask the Lord for understanding and we can ask him to guide us and show us what he's doing and even his power. But Satan is challenging whether God is able and whether God actually has power. So he's trying to prove that Jesus does not have the power of God or that God has no power. So he's denying who God is in this moment. So that's one thing to recognize too. So sometimes when we're in a struggle, you might hear this little thing or this little whisper that challenges, oh, God can't do this, or God's not really able to do this. God has no power. And this is a lie. This is the second lie, is can you believe God is who he says he is? So when we're weary, we, the first trick 
is when we're weary and vulnerable in our physical needs, Satan challenges whether or not you can do it or whether or not you can turn to God. The second one is when we are also in a challenge, but can you believe that God is really going to do something to help you? So that's the second one. Now this third one is where we're going to jump off to really understanding more of these tricks and lies. This third challenge that Satan presents to Jesus, he takes him up to even higher. So he takes, it's like an even bigger challenge. He goes to a higher mountain. So we've gone from the ground to the temple, which is believing God, and to these high mountains. And he reveals in this big grandiose way, can you just imagine him up there in this grandiose way saying, look, look at all of these kingdoms, look at all of the world, and look at all of this glory. So he's displaying in front of him all of the things that are on the earth that have a glorious view. And then he says, all these things that you see, this is Satan, Satan declares that you can have all of these and I will give these all to you if you will just fall down and worship me, the devil. And at that point, Jesus strongly rebukes him and says, Be gone, Satan. You shall worship the Lord your God and him alone, and you shall only serve the Lord God. Two things. One, it's interesting that Jesus says, The Lord your God. So he's putting Satan in his place. He's saying, Satan, God is God, and you are below him. So how dare you declare that you can give me all of these things? And then he also sends him away. So he resists the devil. He says, I rebuke you, go away. So these are our two clues. One, the lie and the trick that Satan always presents is that he can give you power and he can give you things. He can give you kingdoms. He can give you the world. He can give you glory. And this is the biggest trick of all. He's declaring that he can give you something that is actually doesn't belong to him. Satan is declaring that he can give all of these things to Jesus. And Jesus is saying, back up, go away. You don't know what you're talking about. Because Jesus is declaring that doesn't belong to you. It's not yours to give. It's like somebody who's stolen something. He comes up to you and says, hey, I can give this to you and it can belong to you, but say, it's an artificial or it's a fake deed to a property. And he's just declaring that this he can give to you. But in reality, he's just given you a fake document. So say you buy it from him and then you go to try to step into the house that you supposedly just bought and there's people already living there and they already rightfully own the house. And now you've been tricked into believing you have a property that you've paid money for and you've given over and you've trusted the person who gave it to you but it's not really yours. See, Satan is called the father of lies for a reason, because he'll lie to you and promise you all sorts of things that he claims he can give to you, but he really actually doesn't have the authority to give it. And that's the important thing I want to talk to you about today. See, the devil declares that he can do this, but he can't. He has no authority, and this is not a new lie. This is not a new trick. See, Satan has done the same thing from the Garden of Eden, where he told Adam and Eve, 
take this fruit and eat of it and you will be given the knowledge of good and evil. And what he was tricking them into understanding, they said, oh, surely God won't harm you. Oh, surely you, could, you will not die. But these were all lies. He had no right to say that those things were true because they weren't, they were a lie. And even now with Jesus, he's trying to tempt him with the same lies. Eat when you're hungry. Can you really believe God to be true? And can you give me your authority? Because I can give you all of these wonderful things. Same lies. And today we see the same thing. Perhaps it's just something as simple as somebody, um, somebody as simple as saying, oh, it's too good to be true. Or, wow, look at all of those things. And honestly, if we look at the allure of how people step into drugs or how people step into partying, you can see the allure is relax, have fun. Just step into this a little bit. It won't hurt you. It won't hurt anybody. It's an allure that draws you into something that seems good, that seems like it will bring something positive. But the reality is that's not what's behind it. Say we go to people who are sleeping around with other people. Easily, they just say, oh, this isn't hurting anybody. Or what about the way that so many individuals splash themselves all over social media? They do it often to get noticed. They do it often. They're invited to do it. And these are these subtle, tricky ways that Satan's doing the same thing they splash themselves in more and more revealing ways on social media so that they can have followers. Perhaps they can feel as though they are liked and known and loved. This is a glory. This is a place where Satan tricks people into believing that you can have it all and you can just give up a little bit of yourself so that you can have it all. And sadly, the lie is that you're giving yourself over to what Satan wants to trick you into so that he can have a greater hold on you. And most of the time, it's not obvious. We can look at the scripture and we can see how these are three very obvious moments. But usually what happens is that here on earth and now in this time, it's a lot trickier. It's a lot more subtle. But in many ways, it's the same lies where Satan is saying, all the world can be yours. Just like the devil declared back to Jesus. So Adam and Eve were tricked, but not Jesus. He wasn't tricked in this moment. See, the Bible has this passage in it that just reveals so much of what we are challenged with today. It's John 10, 10, and it describes the devil come. This is Jesus speaking in this passage, and he says, the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But I have come so that you may have life and have it more abundantly. See, Jesus came to bring you life. He came to bring you peace, and Satan will try every possible way to kill, steal, or destroy your journey. And this is the trick that we've got today. 
because humans actually have authority over this earth. Satan doesn't have authority. And this is the exciting news I wanna share with you today. All of these temptations are common to what Satan tries to do, but we can identify them and we can turn it around and say no. See, this is what happened in the garden, as I mentioned before. God gave authority to man and Adam and Eve turned it over to Satan. See, they believed his lies and turned away from God. But Jesus returned it back to humanity. That's what happened. So all the glory and authority that Satan is claiming to give already belongs to you because of Jesus. See, Jesus got it back for you. So if you don't know Jesus, you can be freed from this entrapment and the lies of the devil. And even if you do know Jesus, sometimes we get our hands bound up in what Satan has tricked us into in our life. We can be set free. See, you have this authority and God offers to give it to you and give it back to you. See, it's really a simple process. Jesus says, that you can put a stop to anything that Satan's trying to do to you by simply believing in him. Jesus says those who believe in him have all a power, all power and authority over the enemy. The enemy cannot hold you. The enemy will only be allowed to have what you're willing to give him. See, two things happen when we believe that Jesus is who he says he is. See, Jesus died on the cross and all of your sin was laid on the cross with him. And then after three days, Jesus walked out of the grave and he walked out every single person with him. You walked out of the grave that day. You walked out of the pit that day. Satan's last trick is to try to convince you that you have to stay in that place. But every single person has the opportunity to get out of that trap. And there's two things that happen when you believe Jesus. The Bible says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that you are saved. Jesus also says is that if you simply believe in me, you can have your life back. And you can have eternal life as well as walking every day with his spirit inside of you. And that's the greatest part. This is where Satan has to push back in our every day. This is a struggle I think a lot of Christians have. They can get into these places and they know that eternity and they know they've got, they're going to live in heaven with the Lord. But so many times they struggle day by day and they don't realize that Satan challenges people for eternity, but right here now too. See, we get to spend eternity with God, but right now we can walk in the power of God. And I'm not just making this up because this is what the scripture promises us. And this is the experience I know that I've had because as we walk in the day to day, there's a prayer in Ephesians that God um, can show us how we can walk in this power of God every day. In Ephesians, this is a uh, letter that's written by the apostle Paul. It's recorded in Ephesians and he's writing it to the, the people of Ephesus who are believers in Jesus. And he says, this is his prayer. And he's praying that they may have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus, having their eyes, the eyes of their hearts enlightened so that you may know 
What is the hope to which God has called you? What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? And what is immeasurable? What is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his great might? See, God has power for you. He has an inheritance for you, an immeasurable power, the one that raised Jesus from the dead. That's the power that he's talking about. There's also a power that relates to what are we talking about? Are we talking about every single day having great power? Yes, but there's also a spiritual power that comes from it. And God is telling us that we can be strong as we walk with God. And he tells us to put on the whole armor of God to stand against the schemes of the devil. Because we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. And that's in Ephesians 6. So God is saying there's a power out there that's fighting against you. And that's precisely who the devil is. The devil and all of his um, people and all of his spirits that work for him are all these spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. And they're not going to let us walk easily in our journey. And that's what these daily temptations are. But you can be filled with the spirit of God. But we have to remember that he's there and he can guide us into all truth. And that's the trick. So how do we do this? How do we how do we demand that we have this authority in Jesus? Because Jesus does say, remember I mentioned that Jesus tells us that if we believe in him, we shall have life and life abundantly. And we can practice defeating and ex- I'm sorry, practice accepting that Jesus defeated the devil for you. And we don't have to listen to lies that tell you you have no right to the full goodness of God. Even those whispers of how bad you are, these are not God's thoughts about you. You can say, even say out loud, and this is sometimes um, very effective. You can just declare, maybe you can just go into a, a quiet place, or if you're in a public place, just go into a restroom, and you can just declare this if you're having thoughts. And you can just say out loud, that's a lot. And you can declare that you believe God and that God helps me. It's as simple as that. You just say, that's a lie go away. I don't believe you. And this has power more than you know. And this is the battle in the heavenly realms that we can do. You can ask Jesus also to fill you up with his goodness and to teach you about this authority that he gave you. See, Jesus wants you to be free to walk with him out of darkness. See, Jesus calls out and says, let me light the path out of the darkness and into the place of God's power and might that we were talking about in Ephesians. See, you're meant to live in peace and to be free from the destruction of the evil one. It can be as simple as thinking negative thoughts toward somebody in the PTA or just wondering negative things about people who are mean to you. And we can go to these places and not even realize it, but we know that they're not things of goodness. Or maybe you're trapped in something that is harmful to you. Maybe you, I don't know, maybe you have a lot of, maybe you drink a lot, or maybe you hang out with a lot of wrong friends, and it just, you feel this word coming down on you that just beats down at you, saying, oh, you're terrible. You can't do any better than this. Who do you think you are? You think you're a Christian. Satan will lie and lie and lie. And the more we step into that and believe it, That's the recording that's going on in your head. That's the trick of the devil.
But what you can do is you can say, no, not today, Satan, not today. That is a lie. I believe God and God loves me. It's as simple as that and it'll go away. Remember the passage where Satan tried to challenge Jesus and Satan just said, be gone. You shall worship the Lord your God and him alone shall you serve. See, you just have to say, go away, Satan. And he has to go away. The trick that he tries to play on us is that he, he declares that he gets to stay. And that's when you hear the voice that's condemning you. But that's not the voice of God. So I wanna to close today um, just reminding you that these same tricks are not new and they all boil down to Satan trying to trick you into giving him power over you but it's your power and he's trying to trick you into giving it to him he tried it in the garden he succeeded he tried it with Jesus but was defeated Jesus promised that he will be with you when you believe in him and you have the same power that defeated Satan on the cross and you have it every day, and you can defeat the devil every day. The devil may want to keep you in fear and in his lies, but and he may try to keep your authority in his hands, but remember, it's your authority. This is the light I want to shine into your life today. You don't have to accept the darkness that presses into your world. You don't have to accept the lies that come at you. You can declare that God loves you, these are lies, and you rebuke them, just like Jesus did. And you say, no, be gone, Satan. I shall worship the Lord God and him alone, and you can go away. You have no right. And you can declare that you, as a child of God, have the right to all the power and authority over the enemy. So today, I hope you will believe in the one who defeated the enemy. Speak truth against the lies and declare you are loved by God. You are protected by God. And any efforts to harm you must leave. I'm going to leave you with a couple of verses today to encourage you. One is in Proverbs, which is the Old Testament, and then one is just a prayer I will love to pray over you from the New Testament. This first one is Proverbs 3 verses 5 through 8 and I just declare this over you today it goes this way trust in the Lord with all your heart do not lean on your own understanding see trust God trust that he loves you trust him believe him turn to him and don't believe the lies and then verse 6 says in all your ways acknowledge him being God and he will make your path straight so in those moments when you've been challenged, acknowledge God, that God loves you, God created you, and God is for you, and God will make your path straight. And verse seven says, be not wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Again, be not wise in the things that we see. Fear God in the good sense, saying God has power over the enemy. I'm gonna turn away from evil, and evil get away from me. The last verse is verse eight, and it will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. See, as we turn our heart to God and we lean on his understanding and not our own, and we look to him in our struggles, 
and we point to God in our struggles and say, no way, devil, not today, it begins to heal our bodies and heal our bones and heal our hearts and heal our minds. And that is the abundant life that Jesus talks about. Living life with God helps us push back the darkness. So I hope today you can push back some darkness in your day because the devil never gives up, but God is more powerful. And I pray for you this day, Romans 15, 13, where it declares, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you believe, so that the power of the Holy Spirit may abound in hope. May you just abound in hope today, abound in the truth that you have authority to push back darkness. You are the light of the world because Jesus came to make you his light on this earth for his glory and for your peace. So I pray that you would have an abundant life, abundant joy, abundant peace in knowing that God is for you. God loves you and he's given you the power to push back the darkness. Thank you for joining me today on Godcast, where we cast the light of God into a dark world. And you are the light, and I pray you would press forward today, shining your light against any dark forces that try to come against you. Blessings, joy, and peace. And if you have questions or prayer requests, you can look in our description today and you can email me. And I would love to pray for you and to bless you. The email is at the end of the um, description. Blessings on you today.